Now, Connect FM Sports puts every play under review with Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing. Excitement is building for a new NFL season. Who are the best teams in the league and where should the Steelers rank among them? We'll discuss an article that ranked all 32 teams from worst to first heading into the season. The Steelers have been in training camp for a week. Who or what is standing out? We'll ask our guest Ray Fittipaldo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette for his thoughts so far. Just like the pros, high school football camps will be opening soon. We'll talk to Brockway head coach Jake Heigl about the Rovers' fortunes this year. I'm Bob Anderson. And I'm Dave Herzog. Stay tuned as we discuss these topics and more as we go Under Review on Connect FM, your only local news radio. Welcome back to Under Review. It's good to be back with you, and it's good to have Dave back with us here. Dave, I know you've been busy. How's the summer going? It's been going great. We just got back from a wonderful vacation. We were down at Corolla in North Carolina. Um, but it was just, it's great, but it's nice to be back because being back is the best, buddy. There you go. And our ratings are always better when you're back too. So it's good to <laughs> oh, have that's you. That's good to know. That's good to know. Yeah. So, um, you were talking about before we came on about the, uh, dead zone of July being a, a tough time for talk radio. We're getting into a good season right now. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Actually. Uh, I, I do a lot of driving around in my job and this time of year, even the best and brightest in talk radio are really kind of pulling teeth for topics, you know, over the course of a day that it's, you know, not a lot of people are really super interested in major league baseball. Uh, hockey is a very niche market, especially this time of year. This is prime time for talk radio. So I'm really excited about the next few weeks with the NFL season coming full steam ahead. Well, let's talk some football because uh, I've talked enough baseball this summer and the, <laughs> I've lost interest in the Pirates now. So uh, and the NFL season's right around the corner. As we know, I found an article on rotoballer.com with uh, the rankings of all 32 NFL teams. And Dave, I deliberately did not send this to you because I wanted to get your instant reactions to this. So we're going to start at the bottom and work our way up. So we're going to start with the worst and and work our way to the best teams in the league, according to Roto Baller. All right. So they have four teams in the in the worst tier here. They call it the quest for Caleb. Of course, that yeah. would be Caleb uh, Williams, the, the most hyped quarterback prospect, maybe since what, uh, I don't know, Andrew Luck or something like that. Yeah, they, they said he has top five arm talent already. Um, everyone is basically saying he is a true can't-miss pick. So I do understand if some of these teams kind of want to tank to get somebody like that. That's a franchise-changing quarterback. Well, uh, let me give you the four teams that are in, in this tier. So at the very bottom, they have the Arizona Cardinals, followed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, then the Colts, and the Rams. So uh, do any of these teams stand out to you? Anything in that tier stand out to you? Do you think that these four teams are all worthy to be in that tier, Dave? Yes, I do. Those teams are, that's a pile of hot garbage. Those are typically (laughs) the types of teams that, remember when the NFL had the Thursday night games that weren't really marquee games? Those are the types of games you'd expect to see. You know, on the NFL Sunday ticket, You'd, those are the games or if you see they're on you, you probably don't want to watch any of those games unless you have somebody playing on your fantasy team so that's yeah there's not a whole lot of reason to watch those teams well and what, what I find interesting is two out of the four teams in this tier 
won Super Bowls here in the past three years. Yeah. So the Buccaneers, of course, were in there and the in the Rams. And it just goes to show you how quickly in the NFL you can go from worst to or from best to one of the worst teams that quickly. Uh and of course uh the Cardinals, if they end up getting the first pick, they'll have to decide what to do with Kyler Murray. But then the Colts, just real quick, they're a mess right now. Did you see what's happened with Jonathan Taylor and Jim Ursay? Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know what's going to go go on with them. So it's not Ursay a good. Ursay's a wild man. That guy, <laughs> it's it's unbelievable some of the stuff that it, he's very vocal. He's one of those owners like Jerry Jones that comes out and says what's on his mind. I mean, it's his team. He can do what he wants with it. But it, it doesn't seem like a franchise where if I was going to be a Caleb Williams, I would want to go to to go play out in Indianapolis and yeah. other places. Well, and they just drafted Anthony Richardson, yeah. so I doubt they'd give up on him. That so you never know, though. And Jonathan Taylor, you know, of course, is really their offense. But uh, now we have a tier called not quite the worst, twenty-four through twenty-eight. So twenty-eight, they have the Tennessee Titans, then the Houston Texans at twenty-seven, the Carolina Panthers come in at twenty-six, the Giants come in at twenty-five after making the playoffs last year and winning a game. And then we have the Patriots at number 24. Anything stand out to you there? I actually think the Patriots should be ranked a little lower. Um, I think people overvalue Bill Belichick. Yeah. And he hasn't really done a whole lot the past couple seasons. And Mac Jones just isn't the guy. No. In fact, I think uh, what they, they started Bailey Zappi last year. I think Belichick actually would rather start him. Seems well, to have and more and faith I guess there's some controversy. Uh, they played a clip today uh, from uh, Nesson, and they were Belichick basically was dancing around the subject about his relationship with Mac Jones. Um, I don't think it's a very good relationship. I don't think there's a real strong belief that he's the guy. Hmm. So yeah, I don't think there is either. But uh, you know, not much faith in the Giants here after winning a playoff game last year. I yeah. I mean Brian Dable seems to have. Them going in the right direction. They picked up Darren Waller this year. Saquon Barkley's going to play. You know, I'm not sure that the Giants should be this low on the list. No, that, that was that when you read that, that's kind of surprising. Now, again, they might be ranking in a lot of different things without seeing the list. I mean, it could be the fact that maybe they have some holes on their defense or who knows. But I would think that if you made the playoffs last year, you were going to be ranked a little higher. But maybe they think that, you know, Daniel Jones caught lightning in a bottle or something. All right, now we have the middle tier. These uh, are teams 15 through 23, and I'll read them backwards. 23 is the Washington Commanders. 22, Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. 21, the Green Bay Packers. 20 is the Chicago Bears. Number 19 is the Las Vegas Raiders. 18, the Minnesota Vikings. 17, the Denver Broncos. 16 Cleveland Browns and 15 the New Orleans Saints. Now I just read a bunch of teams at once there to you, Dave. And I know you're you're just getting this for the first time, but the Steelers at 22. Hmm. I, I, I love the Pittsburgh Steelers. Stairway, buddy. Stairway. And uh, <laughs> that to me, that's completely wrong. I mean, you look at some of the teams you you just mentioned. The Denver yes. Broncos. Come on. Right. I mean, you know, unless you think Wilson's going to have some sort of bounce back year. I don't think that team's heading in the right direction in any way at all. The Browns, I mean, they're the Browns. What have they done they to deserve that? They have done absolutely that. nothing. I mean, Deshaun Watson, that contract is going to cripple that franchise for a very long time. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't understand why the Steelers and, – and, and last year the Steelers got hot at the end of the season. Kenny Pickett actually started showing some promise towards the end of the season. So, I you know, I look for them maybe to sneak in as a wild card team. They're, they're not going to win that division, let's be clear. Yeah, I mean, we'll do our Steeler predictions for sure, but I'm bullish on them too. Yeah. You know, I think they have a lot of depth this year, and I, I, I think they're going to take some teams by surprise. Um, the Raiders at 19 – I mean, mm. the Raiders above them, I just don't get it. So. Yeah. Uh, they they say that uh, the the reasoning they have the Steelers they they put for the Packers they go Jordan Love isn't it then they go to the Steelers at twenty two neither is Kenny Pickett then they get to twenty three with the Commanders they say is Sam Howell <laughs> so I, I get it you know they're all young quarterbacks they have to prove themselves but you know there's just such a good team around Kenny Pickett that I just feel like he's set up to be you know. A, a good player for them. And the Steelers really made smart additions to that to that team. They did a lot of things and they filled a lot of holes, one through the draft, but also in free agency. So I, I think they're going to be okay. Again, I don't look for them to win the division whatsoever, but I think they're better than a lot of those teams in that tier you just mentioned. All right, now we got playoff contenders. Teams 8 through 14 will work backwards. The Seahawks at 14, the Chargers at 13, the Lions at 12, Falcons at 11, Jaguars at 10, the Ravens at nine, and the Cowboys at eight. Now, you said woe to the Jaguars. At least they made the playoffs and won a playoff game last year, but the Falcons at 11? Hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, I was saying woe to the Falcons. Yeah. I was a little, um, that that's really surprising. There's no one that could. That's why I wish we had callers in on the show here tonight. Um, I would love for someone to try and defend the Falcons being ahead of the Steelers on any sort of list. I mean, there's just no. I don't see any sort of reasoning to have them up that high. At yeah. All. I, I mean, I like some of their weapons on offense, but Desmond Ritter's their quarterback, yes. you know? Um, and if you have questions about Kenny Pickett and Jordan Love yeah. and Sam Howell, why don't you have the same questions about Desmond well, that's Ritter? It. And then you mentioned the Ravens. The Ravens are with, if they are injury free, they could actually win the division. Oh, yeah. The Ravens have a lot of talent, but it's just, Lamar Jackson is just so injury prone. And if he's injured, that team's toast. One of the teams that I really like in that tier is the Lions. I just feel like their arrow is pointed up, but a lot of people feel that way about them. And then we go to the, they have one big tier, Super Bowl or bust. So we have seven is the Jets, six is the Bills, five, the Dolphins, four, the 49ers, three, the Eagles, to the Bengals and one, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, um, the one, the outlier for me is just I think the hype train on Rodgers is so strong. Um, there are people that are predicting the Jets won't make the playoffs. It's a tough division. Yeah, that's a very tough division. Miami's going to be tough. Yeah. Buffalo's always well, going to be tough. Three of those teams in that division are in this top tier, Super Bowl or yeah. bust. Yeah. So you know, you know I, I I don't know. I mean, if. You look at the Jets defensively; they have every piece that they need. They they put the they put the pieces in place around Rodgers, so we'll see. But you look at the top of the the NFL; it goes without saying with the Chiefs. You look at what Kansas City's doing until somebody comes and and, and dethrones them. I mean, it's just so hard to bet against. Patrick oh, for Mahomes. sure. Yeah, the the big thing with this tier. Look at the quarterbacks in this tier. Yeah. You know, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow. I mean, that's really a big difference. The 49ers, they have Brock Purdy coming back, but they have just all the pieces around them as, they, as they've as they shown. 
So um, I'm with you on this one. The Dolphins, you know, you know, Tua, can he stay healthy? Of course. Yeah. Um, a lot of questions there, but just some a little food for thought for our listeners. Who would you have at the top? Probably most people, the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Bengals, but uh, where would you put the Steelers? You know, where where would you have them? But you can think about that because these segments go so quickly. We're going to think more about the Steelers here because we're going to have Ray Fittipaldo coming on the line with us from the Post-Gazette. Stay tuned as we continue under review on Connect FM. Smith Timbering and Consultants are experts at tree management and are looking for an energetic, reliable individual to join their team. They currently have an excellent opportunity for a full-time forestry technician to buy Mark and Cruz standing timber. They offer competitive pay with bonus incentives, health incentives, health insurance, and company vehicle. Associate's degree or higher in forestry required. Please email your resume or questions to Wes at smithtimbering.com. That's Wes at smithtimbering.com. Uh, Welcome to the Hitching Post. What can I get you? The Hitching Post is open seven days a week. The post opens every day at 6.30 and closes on the weekends at 2 a.m. We're still keeping it safe. Wing Night is still every Monday. Live music is back on weekends. Details are on Facebook. Thanks for your continued support and love for The Post. Dine in or get it to go. Our full menu is at thehitchingpost1971.com. Hi, this is Gordon Deal. Thursday on This Morning, America's First News. When it comes to reactions to the latest indictment of Donald Trump, they seem familiar. Core supporters rally. The GOP presidential field is divided. Plus, D.C. braces for his latest court appearance. Also, truck drivers are leaving the industry for more stable jobs. And the golden handcuffs that keep you trapped in a low mortgage. Thursday on This Morning, America's First News. 99.7, Connect FM. Here we go again. The same old story. You ordered the part online. It's wrong when it arrives. The car is torn apart and then the fun begins. Trying to send it back. In the meantime, your wife is missing her hair appointment. The kids need to, you know the rest of the story. And you think you saved money. At Napa, we'll get it right the first time. Napa know-how is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer standards. Napa, better here to serve you, our customers. Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Brockway, Brookville, and Climber. Here's your Connect FM Tri-County forecast. Lows of aloft around 57. Tonight, under partly cloudy skies, winds out of the southeast 5 to 10 miles per hour. Slight chance for scattered thunderstorms. Tomorrow, daytime highs approaching 84, mainly sunny skies. Partly cloudy skies. Tomorrow night, chance for scattered thunderstorms. Lows dip down to about 62. That's your Tri-County forecast throughout the hour, throughout your busy day on Connect FM. Currently, it's 76. Now, let's go back to Under Review on Connect FM. Here again, Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing. Welcome back to Under Review. I'm Bob Anderson, and he is Dave Herzing. The Steelers have been in camp for a week now and had their first padded practice yesterday. Let's find out what's going on down there in Latrobe, or is it Latrobe? I... (laughs) I, I never did quite know that. Maybe our next guest, Will Ray Fittipaldo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, joins us. Ray, thanks for taking the time. How are you? And is it Latrobe or Latrobe? Uh, good afternoon, guys. Uh, good to be with you again. I always say Latrobe, but I'll tell you a short story. There's always a person who emails me the 
first day of Steelers training camp, when I write that the Steelers are training at St. Vincent in Latrobe, yeah, they ins- they insist it's not in Latrobe; it's in Unity Township. So oh. I don't know. So oh. there, there you go. Maybe we've uh, and we're all getting it wrong. In Unity Township, I don't know. All right. Well, very good. Thanks for setting us straight. At least maybe your reader is. But uh, I'll start you out with a very open-ended question that you can take wherever you want it, Ray. Who or what has stood out to you so far through one week at camp? Yeah, I mean, just because, um, you know, the first two-day in pads, um, you know, I I try not to pay attention too much to what happened last week in in the heat acclimation practices. Um, Yeah, I got to tell you, Darnell Washington, the rookie third-round pick, tight end out of Georgia, was very impressive yesterday um, and again today. I, I think he's... He's a guy you notice when he's in pads, and there was a lot of hype about him after the draft. You know, he ran well. He's a big guy. But he really didn't stand out in OTAs, and he really didn't stand out the first week of camp when they didn't have pads on. But the last two days, you can tell that guy's a really good run blocker. And yesterday in one-on-one pass pro, um, in the backs on backers drill, he did a really nice job against T.J. Watt in two reps. So, you know, Washington has stood out. Um, you know, just going back to yesterday, the backs on backers drill was really one of the highlights of camp. I thought Connor Hayward held his own against rookie Nick Herbig. Um, and then the new linebacker, Landon Roberts, had a really explosive rep. So, you know, just going through the roll decks of, you know, some of the plays that happened yesterday when they did the backs on backers, those, those are the guys who really stood out to me. Well, it's interesting you brought that up because Dave and I were just talking about that on, on the uh, break there about – uh, Washington and how good he looked yesterday. We were reading that too. And uh, I guess they're calling him Mount Washington now. So he's even getting <laughs> a, a nickname. Um, one of the clips that I saw was George Pickens uh, making some pretty incredible catches, the one in front of Joey Porter Jr. What, what are you expecting from him this year? I expect him to take um, a nice step in his development. You know, last year, um, he came on late, and if you look at his numbers from his rookie season, they were actually really good when you put him up against other rookies, uh, receivers last year. You know, he had over 800 yards. Um, he had four touchdowns. Um, so over a 17-game season when um, he's now working with Pickett for, for a second consecutive year, you know, I think he could have over 1,000 yards, and I think he could easily have eight or ten touchdowns. And that's not to say – that Deontay Johnson's role will be diminished at all. I still think Deontay Johnson is a guy who's probably going to lead this team in receptions. But when you look at the Steelers, and you know one of the big focuses for, for Mike Tomlin and Matt Canada this camp is um, developing more big plays, uh, those so-called splash plays uh, is how Tomlin refers to it. When you think about that, George Pickens is going to be the guy who takes the lead role in producing those kind of plays. Uh, you saw it yesterday. I'm, I'm sure you saw the video going up and over Joey Porter Jr. to, to make a great catch. Um, but to be honest with you guys, he does that almost every single day, and he did it last training camp too. So that's to be expected. I, I think this year um, look for more targets and look for more production from George Pickens. Are you getting a sense um, from the coaches or the players when you talk to them, Ray, uh, that now coming into his second year, Pickett is the guy. I mean, I know a lot of times, you know, last year, the, 
there were a lot of question marks. You had Trubisky, you had Rudolph, and Pickett was obviously a rookie. Fans were clamoring to have him in there because obviously Rudolph and Trubisky just didn't really perform the way that a lot of people would hope they would. Do you think they, the Steelers, or you know, as a whole, think to themselves, "All right, we have our quarterback for the next few years"? Yeah, you know, I, I think Kenny Pickett proved a lot to the coaching staff, the front office, and his teammates with the way he was able to lead some of those fourth quarter comebacks at the end of last season that kept them in in playoff contention. Um, those were gotta have it games, and he found a way to get it done. Now it wasn't always pretty. You know, you look at his production in the first three quarters of some of those games, like the Raiders game and in the Ravens game the following week, it wasn't great when you look at the totality of the four quarters. But you look at what he did in the fourth quarter, and especially in the final minutes of those games, it was really impressive. So I think he's got that swagger about him. I think his, his teammates have confidence in him. Um, but that only goes so far. I, I think for the Steelers to become a playoff team, Pickett's going to have to be better throughout games, and he's going to have to make big plays earlier in games. So, you know, instead of them having to come back and win close games, um, you know, maybe they're ahead in some of these games, and, hey, maybe they're going to play football the way they want to. You get ahead, you run uh, run the ball with Najee Harris, you play stifling defense. That's what they want to do. So, yeah, I, I think everyone has confidence in Kenny Pickett, but I do think he's got to step up the production um, you know, over the course of four quarters, if he's going to be that guy for the Steelers. Yeah, I actually, I heard a stat today um, about the importance of winning that first game for NFL teams, the, the urgency of it. Um, when you go 1-0, 50%, you have a 50% chance to make the playoffs. And if you go 0-1, you have a 25% chance. If you go 0-2, it's a 12% chance. Hmm. Um, I found that to be really interesting. Uh, you know, what, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. And a two-part question. A lot of the pundits, I'm hearing that they're uh, they're kind of banging on the Steelers for having an outdated style, uh, real you know run pound the ball like Betis style Steelers, smash mouth defense. You know, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think the Steelers ha- are are playing more of an outdated style of the NFL when you look at high flying teams like the the Chiefs and, and the Bengals, or do you think that maybe this is what they want to do and and you think this is going to work for them? Yeah, I mean, that's some really interesting stats, um, you know, going back to the importance of the opener. I know one team to buck that trend was uh, the Cowboys. I think it was back in 93 or 94. Emmett Smith held out the first two games, and uh, they were 0-2, and they came back and, and made the playoffs, of course. Um, now, it helps that, you know, you have Emmett Smith coming back, but uh, I know that that was one of the teams that uh, is part of that 12%. Um, but to answer your, 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 you know, your bigger question there, um, you know, I, I think football comes full circle every so often, and we are definitely in, a, in an era where teams throw it around. Um, the rules, um, you know, favor quarterbacks and receivers, um, and I get that, but I also do think there is room for teams like the Steelers who, you know, have, have stockpiled defense and have a young quarterback there are ways for them to still play football the way it used to be played and to win games. And I think the Steelers proved that at the end of last season. Now, it's an entirely different discussion if you want to talk about the Steelers being able to win a Super Bowl with that type of an offense. I, you know, I don't know if that's the case. 
Um, you know, maybe it could happen if you're a really, really dominant defense in a dominant running game. But I still think if you're going to beat teams like the Bengals, the Chiefs, the Bills in the playoffs, you're going to have to outscore at least one of those teams at some point to get to a Super Bowl. So that's kind of a long-winded answer to your question. Yes, I think they can win. Win a Super Bowl? Eh, probably not. We're talking to Ray Fittipaldo from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette who covers the Steelers for the team. Um, Ray, we were go- going through this uh, Roto-Waller or whatever, what, Roto-Wire uh, power rankings of the NFL teams, and uh, they ranked them 1 through 32. Now, I know you don't have a list in front of you, but I'm just curious, where would you have the Steelers on a list of 32 teams in a power ranking? Would they be like, you know, towards the middle, towards the back? Where would you think you would have them? Just off the you know, top of your head. I, yeah, I mean, I would say in the middle, I think they're going to be a wild card contender this year. So that's anywhere from, you know, five to nine in the AFC. So let's say eight in the AFC. And, you know, there are eight other teams like like them in the NFC, I'll say, you know, somewhere around 15 or 16. All right. Well, this article had them all the way down at 22, and uh, they they cite Kenny Pickett as the reason, really, but yet they have the Atlanta Falcons up at number 11. That that just caught my attention there with Desmond Ritter, at quarterback. Um, but uh, aside from that, how are the rookies looking at camp, uh, especially, you know, the first three picks? Uh, well, we already talked about Washington, so I'll, I'll um, go over Broderick Jones, Joey Porter, and Ben. Yep. Um, yeah. So, so Jones has been—he's been good. Um, you know, he's getting sporadic reps with the starters um, here and there. I, you know, I, I think they're slowly working towards him being the starter. Um, you know, Dan Moore is not going to hand it to him, but you know, Broderick Jones hasn't disappointed at all. At all, he—he's not having a bad camp. Um, going on to Joey Porter Jr., I, I think he's he's been good. I think he's got a good approach. You know, going up against George Pickens every day, I think you're going to take your share of L's. But um, I give Porter credit. He comes back. He makes plays. He's got a confidence about him. You know, of all the rookies, I think he's probably got as good a chance as anyone to, to be a starter by week one. And then Keanu Batten, you know, only two days in pads so far. Um, but I wasn't really impressed with him in one-on-one pass rushing drills yesterday. Um, kind of had a tough time against Kendrick Green. And, you know, if you follow the Steelers, Kendrick Green kind of um, has struggled in pass protection since, since he's been here. So I know Keanu Benton is a run stuffer. How he's going to get on the field for the Steelers. But just projecting outward, I, I think he's going to have to become a lot better rushing the pass or if he's going to be on the field more you know, more than 20, 25% of the time when they're in the base defense. So that's kind of a quick snapshot after two days. I know that's going to change in a week and two weeks and three weeks, but, um, you know, so far so good for that rookie class. You know, going back to the, the question about the style of play that the Steelers are intending to use, do you think maybe they're uh, saying the quiet part out loud where they don't have the belief that they're a team that is built to come from behind if they get down um, do you think that they're basically going to be almost like the, the Patriots are where they're going to have, you know, 10, 11 plays to get into the end zone and hope for that stop and then control that clock? Uh, do you think that's something that maybe they're they just don't have the belief in Pickett yet to you know air it out? Because obviously last year 
it was just it was so infuriating watching that offense where they just would not throw the ball down the field. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily frame it that way. I just look at it, and I think the way the Steelers look at it is they're playing towards their strengths. Um, it's a better you know, way to say it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll go with that, yeah. Ray. <laughs> yeah, when, when you have T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith and Cam Hayward and Minka Fitzpatrick, um, you're going to want to you know play lower scoring games, and you're going to want to control the ball with your offense, limit their exposure, let those guys always be fresh when they go out there. So I understand the way they want to play, but again, you know there, there are going to be games, um, whether it's against the Bengals or. Um, some other teams on their schedule that can score the football. You know, uh, teams with good quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, they play relatively early in the season. Um, there are going to be games when they have to score 27, 30, 33 points to, to win some of these games. So, yes, there's a way they want to play, um, but I don't necessarily think it ties into their confidence or their lack of confidence in Kenny Pickett. I think they're perfectly – fine with the way they feel about him right now, but you know they, they also don't look at him like he's Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow either. They just kind of want to let him be him, and I don't think he's in their class quite yet. All right, Ray, well, we'll let you get back to doing what you need to do at camp. We appreciate your time. You can follow all of Ray's work at postgazette.com or on Twitter at RayFit1. Ray, thanks so much. Hope to catch up to you during the season sometime. You got it. Anytime, guys. Thank you. Here we go again. The same old story. You ordered to part online. It's wrong when it arrives. The car is torn apart and then the fun begins. Trying to send it back. In the meantime, your wife is missing her hair appointment. The kids need to, you know the rest of the story. And you think you saved money. At Napa, we'll get it right the first time. Napa know-how is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer standards. Napa, better here to serve you, our customers. Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Brockway, Brookville, and Climber. to make your day. Fly from Dubois to Washington, Dulles, or Pittsburgh and make seamless baggage connections to United, American, and Alaska Airlines. Book low fare tickets on iFlySouthern.com from Dubois to anywhere in the U.S. and your bags automatically transfer to your final destination. At Southern Airways, we fly to make your day. Go to iFlySouthern.com. Are you or someone you love struggling with an addiction to drugs or alcohol and want to be set free from the chains of addiction? Then call Addiction Helpline America right now to get the help you need. From drug and alcohol addiction to dual diagnosis treatment, we provide a confidential helpline to help people like you get sober and live happy, substance-free lives. Treatment helped me get my life back. I was so addicted, the only person I could focus on was myself and what I needed. I hit rock bottom and lost everything. Through treatment, I was able to overcome those demons and focus on my family again. I used until I overdosed and almost died. That was the end of the road for me. After seeking treatment, I now have hope. I learned skills that help me deal with life on life's terms. 800-470-1378. 800-470-1378. 800-470-1378. That's 800-470-1378. 
Keeping your eye on the ball is the key to playing sports well. Let Wise Eyes coach you into sturdy shatter and contact-resistant eyewear. Whether your child plays sports, you love extreme sports, or you work in hazardous construction zones, you need sharp vision while protecting your eyes. Dr. Lineski is a leader in clinical eye care and takes the time to explain your eye test results. Proud to support local sports programs, Wise Eyes has served our community for over 20 years. Come and strive to boys and at mywiseeyes.com. I'm Dan Kennard with your Connect FM local youth sports beat, sponsored by Wise Eyes at the Dubois Commons and Dr. Greg Lineski. There is still one Dubois Little League All-Star baseball team still alive in tournament play. The Little League All-Star Juniors Baseball Tournament is being played in Dubois, and Dubois as the host team is there. The Dubois Little League Junior All-Stars opened up the Eastern Regional Tournament in Dubois on Tuesday with a close 5-4 loss to Massachusetts. The Dubois All-Stars were trailing 5-1 going into the final inning, and Dubois was able to score three runs in the seventh, but couldn't get that tying run across the plate. Today, the Dubois All-Stars are getting ready to face Connecticut. That's going to be a 2 o'clock game this afternoon that will be on sunny 106. If Dubois wins that game at 2 o'clock, they get to play again today, and that will be at 5 o'clock against Maine. For the Dubois Majors Baseball All-Stars, they were eliminated from the state tournament in Newtown Square last week by losing 10-4 in the lower bracket to Back Mountain. Dubois finished 1-2 at the tourney as Pennsylvania's Section 1 champions. Dubois lost their opening game in heartbreaking style and extra innings to East Side, but then came back with a 6-4 win over Council Rock Newtown. And high school football practices have started up in the area, and in just a couple of weeks, the season will be underway. Coming up in the next few weeks on the local youth sports beat on Connect FM, high school football previews. That'll do it for this week's local youth sports beat on Connect FM, sponsored by Dr. Greg Lineski and Wise Eyes at the Dubois Commons. What's your call? This is Under Review on Connect FM. You can call Bob, Dave, and Dave at 814-372-1420. Join the chat on their Facebook page by searching Under Review Sports. Welcome back to Under Review. If you're like me, Dave, it's never too early to talk fantasy football. It's August. My draft's coming up in a few weeks, but one tool that I use to prepare is a website called Fantasy Pros where you can do a lot of mock drafts. And the nice thing is you're not waiting for, you know, five minutes for somebody who's not there to make a pick. So this one goes through really quickly. I thought we'd try this exercise. Uh, There are, let me see, we're going to have one starting quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a flex. So that could be a wide receiver or running back. And then we'll pick a defense and a kicker and and five bench spots now. We'll try to get through this. We only have about eight minutes in this segment. Is this PPR? This is non-PPR, so this is standard Standard league. Yep, and we'll have the seventh pick in the draft here. Okay, so uh, I went through and started this. The first pick was Justin Jefferson, then Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Jamar Chase, Bijan Robinson, and Cooper Cup. So three receivers and three running backs off the board, Dave. Who do you like next in that list? Is there anybody that stands out to you? Um, 
I don't know. Do you like to go running back early? I, yeah, I mean, it, 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 because it's not PPR. I'll go running back early. I'd, I'd take Derrick Henry. Oh wow, you're you're a believer in Derrick Henry. All right, well, I'm not necessarily a believer anymore. I just feel like age is catching up, and I'm not a big fan of that offense. But I can certainly see the case. I could could I interest you in say a Nick Chubb? That would that'd be good too. That'd uh, be good too. And I mean, I see them as similar style runners. Yeah, you know, and they're going to get the ball a lot. I just believe maybe a little bit more in the Browns' offense than the yeah. Well, Titans I don't want to do with Jonathan Taylor if I'm going running back. Not there's too. There's no. too much mess going on out there in Indy. All right. Well, we'll take Nick Chubb then. All right. Okay. So we'll go through the list here, and we'll see who's left as we go through this. Get to the second round. So Kelsey went right after us. That that wasn't that would have been a good conversation for us, by the way. Um, then Tyree killed Derrick Henry went, um, number 10 Barkley and Diggs rounded out the first round. Then it went Devontae Adams, Jonathan Taylor, AJ Brown, CD lamb and Jalen Waddle. So we're sort of in the midst of a wide receiver run here. The best available on the board for running backs, Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, Ramondre Stevenson and Najee Harris. At the wide receiver position, it's Amon Ross, St. Brown, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, T. Higgins. Um, I don't think you want to go quarterback yet, do you? Patrick Mahomes I is would there. Go, I would go Mahomes. Would you? If in standard scoring, okay, you know, because Mahomes doesn't sit out either. True, and I mean he is the the number one quarterback. Now this comes back to your drafting philosophy, and it's neat for us both to do this. I typically wait on quarterback, yeah, but I can certainly understand that he's the best player available at this point. Yes. So let's let's do it. Let's see how the draft plays out. Makes it fun. Throw a monkey wrench in it. Yeah, you know what? That's the neat thing about this. You can see, you know, try different experiments. So we're running through the draft board here, and um, all right. So we need a little sound effect. <laughs> a little computer sound effect. We kind of started the quarterback run. The the tier one quarterbacks are all gone. Josh Allen went in there. Jalen Hurts went in there. I'm not going to read every pick, but we'll see. We're back on the board here in the third round. Uh, the best available running backs: Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, Kenneth Walker, Jameer Gibbs. Best receivers available: Chris Olave, T. Higgins, Amari Cooper, Debo Samuel. Uh, tight end TJ Hawkinson's the top one on their list. Anybody standing? I, I, do you feel like we need to go receiver here? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So we got Chris Olave, T Higgins, Amari Cooper, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf. Any names stand out to you there, Dave? Those are all pretty much 12, 14 point a game guys at their best um, in a standard. So just throw a dart because they're uh, all kind of once you get into that realm of receiver they all kind of get it's like a bell curve you know oh yeah and, and any of them could could hit yeah i um, just i just draft based on one of two things if it's one obviously the, a good quarterback that's going to throw to them that's the first thing but secondly if they're a team that's going to be playing from behind i like <laughs> i mean out of those ones i like higgins or debo which one do you like out of this i'll let you pick i I'll, like debo all right, let's go Debo. Debo was sometimes a first rounder last year, so uh, he'll not only run the ball or catch a ball, he might run the ball yeah. a little bit too. All right, so we're back in the fourth round. So far, we've taken a quarterback, a running back, and a receiver. That really opens us up to any position here. Um, we have the top uh, running backs being Kenneth Walker, J.K. Dobbins, Miles Sanders, receivers Calvin Ridley, Jerry Judy, Keenan Allen. Um, George Kittles at tight end, Kyle Pitts, Dallas Goddard, Darren Waller. Anything 
catch your eye here? <laughs> Not really. I, it, once you get down into, into this realm, I forget how many, how many teams. Yeah. In this, this, There's a 12, 12, this is a 12 team, team okay. league. Yeah. All right. So yeah. Um, I don't hear any real big, like super sleeper names on there. Nobody's like, you know, there's no real huge standouts. I mean, you read it only yeah. once maybe, but. Well, one, one concern I have is if, if we don't go running back, there's not going to be a lot left. Yeah. Although I'm, I'm not enamored with some of the receivers coming. Probably out of the names there, the one that catches my eye is Calvin Ridley. Yeah. I, I just kind of believe in the player and, and the offense. My concern, of course, is that he didn't play last year. But um, you want to go Ridley? Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a high-powered offense. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd love to watch it. that team this year yeah. and have a reason it's a fun to watch. Team to watch. Yeah. All right. So we go Ridley here, and we're back on the board here in the fourth round. So far, we have Mahomes, we have Nick Chubb, we have um, T. Higgins, or no, we have Debo Samuel, and um, we just took uh, who'd we just take? Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Thank you. All right. So best available running back. Bad. Cam Akers, Alexander Madison, James Conner, Isaiah Pacheco, David, David Montgomery. <laughs> Receiver, we have uh, Christian Watson, Brandon Ayuk, Tyler Lockett, Christian Kirk. As an aside, one of my favorite things in the world are Yinzers mispronouncing Steelers' names. Yeah. When 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 James Conner was there, it was one of my favorite things <laughs> to hear people say James O'Connor oh. or James Connors. They they didn't know his name. And, that and seems Kenny, like a pretty straightforward. And Kenny one. Pickett is now like that. Um, people say Kenny Pickett's, oh. which is so funny. I hear that a lot. So, anyways, back to the draft. Well, I, I just find that to be amusing. Only three tight ends have gone so far. So George Kittle's there, Kyle Pitts, Dallas. Goddard, Darren Waller. I like some of those tight ends. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite out of them? Uh, Kittle, Pitts, Goddard, Waller? Kittle. Kittle? Yeah. That's two 49ers, though. Are you okay with that? Yeah, that's all right. All right. Let's do it. We're going to run out of time here, so we'll maybe just do half of the draft today, and maybe we can get through one quicker, devote more time. Uh, now we have James Conner still on the board, David Montgomery, Rashad White, DeAndre Swift, Alvin Kamara, and mm. then um, wide receivers, Tyler Lockett, Christian Kirk, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. We, we're going running back or receiver here, I'm assuming. I mean, somebody's got to get the ball in Tampa Bay. I mean, what about Godwin? I just don't like that offense at all. Well, it's, yeah. It's a Baker Mayfield offense. throwing the ball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, if you want to go that route and you pound on the table, that's fine. I would, I would actually go further down the board here. I'd, I'd take George Pickens over any of those guys. Oh, probably. Oh, oh, yeah. That's actually, yeah. Let's get Pickens to have some fun. All right. Let's do Pickens. I wonder when people are going to start calling him George Pickett. Then they'll confuse <laughs> that. All right. We're going to do one more pick here, Dave, because we're going to run out of time right. and we'll recap the team. Actually, let's recap the team because we got another guest coming on. We took, and we did basically six rounds, okay? So um, in the first six rounds, we took uh, Nick Chubb, Patrick Mahomes, Debo Samuel, Calvin Ridley, George Kittle, and George Pickens. So I guess, you know what? We'd be thin at running back um, as there isn't a lot left. There'll be injuries. Yep. There's always a weird waiver wire running back out there. Right. But, uh, you can kind of see how, when you use this software, you can kind of experiment with different, oh yeah, different strategies here. And I'd love to finish this draft with you, but these segments go so quickly. And, and so. Hey listeners, if, if you guys get on our Facebook page or our Twitter, um, or whatever it is now X, <laughs> um, get on there and uh, give us your fantasy lineup, you know, who you think would be, you know, 
one of your ideal teams in a 12-team draft? Let us know. Absolutely. All right. So when we return, we'll talk to a local coach who's getting ready to open his own camp. Stay tuned as we continue under review on Connect FM, your only local news radio. I'm Dan Kennard with the Tri-County Insider News Update. Here's what's happening. Pennsylvania gas prices are on the rise. The average price per gallon in western Pennsylvania increased 13 cents, and the statewide price went up nearly 15 cents over the last week. AAA's East Central Gas Price Report says gas in western PA is now averaging 3.86 per gallon, and the Gas Buddy survey shows that the statewide average is 3.85 per gallon. Another busy day is planned at the Clearfield County Fair. Gates to the fairgrounds will be open until 10 tonight. On the schedule today for the 162nd annual Clearfield County Fair, harness racing this afternoon. The carnival rides open on the midway at 3 p.m. The Josh Squared Band will perform live on the Litz stage at 2.30, 6.30, and 8.30. And the main show on the grandstand stage tonight at 8 features the rock band Tesla. Here we go again. The same old story. You ordered the part online. It's wrong when it arrives. The car is torn apart and then the fun begins. Trying to send it back. In the meantime, your wife is missing her hair appointment. The kids need to, you know the rest of the story. And you think you save money. At Napa, we'll get it right the first time. Napa Know How is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer standards. Napa, better here to serve you, our customers. Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Brockway, Brookville, and Clymer. What's your call? This is Under Review on Connect FM. You can call Bob, Dave, and Dave at 814-372-1420. Join the chat on their Facebook page by searching Under Review Sports. Welcome back to Under Review. August is a bittersweet month for me personally, D, because I'm a teacher. I'll be going back to school, but you know what? That also means the start of football season. And uh, we're going to welcome in a guest who's opening his own camp here soon. Uh, Brockway Rovers head football coach Jake Heigl is on the line. Jake, how you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Guys. Appreciate you coming on with us. I, I'm a Brockway alum here, um, and I guess it's interesting to talk Rovers football here. So when does practice begin for the Rovers? We start heat acclimation next week on the 7th, and then the following week we all move into the school for camp. So. All right, and um, I saw that you guys finished 8-5 and five a year ago. Um, how many of the players from last year graduated, and what kind of group are you expecting to have this year? Yeah, we, we lost a, a number of talented players, um, you know, one being Alex Carlson, who had 1,000 a, a yards receiving for us. But we've got seven guys on both sides of the ball back, and – very talented uh, incoming freshman class that actually went undefeated. So we're excited about them. Hey, hey, Jake, how you doing? It's Dave. Hey, long time no see, buddy. But yeah. um, any, anyways, I uh, wanted to ask you, uh, D9 Media Day was just the other day. Uh, I know you and I talked, uh, you have a lot of belief in your team, especially your captains. Why don't you tell us about those captains and why, why you made them captains and what each one of them might bring to your team this year? Well, uh, the first being – the obvious one is Reese Yonner. He's a four-year returning starter. Uh, he was All-State guard last year. Uh, just has really, you know, we knew coming in his freshman year he was going to be a talented player, but what he's really done is stepped up vocally. Uh, and then the next guy being our running back, 
and thousand yard rusher Jendi Quajo. Um, Jendi has a really interesting story where um, he's you know English is his second language. He's from the Dominican Republic, but uh, he really used football as a way to make friends. And you know his freshman year, you know you never thought he was going to turn into this kind of player, but last year he stepped up when we had a couple injuries and we handed him the ball a ton and he just dominated. Um, very funny kid, very vocal kid. Those are our two vocal leaders. And then uh, Johnny Bereschetti is uh, our returning starting center. He'll be taking a bigger role now as a linebacker, middle linebacker, calling our defense. Uh, Johnny has put all the time in to um, earn these spots and earn that captain spot as a junior. Um, those first two were seniors. This, this next one is also a senior. His name's Isaac Crawford. He played free safety for us last year. He's going to step into an outside linebacker role. Uh, tall, lanky, uh, kind of where that um, linebacker spot's going now, which is you know more of an athlete than a thumper. Uh, he's another guy. He's not super vocal, but his play on the field uh, as a special teams player in our free safety last year just you know warranted him getting that captain spot. Uh, and then the next one is, is Blake Pesarchik. Uh He's our last one, but uh, Blake is a very, very talented wide receiver uh, and corner. And Blake had his season cut short last year, unfortunately um, due to a knee injury. But the year before, he started as a freshman at wide receiver, and he was going to be our premier wide receiver. Um, this year, his offseason has just been phenomenal. Every camp that we've went to, seven-on-seven, combine he has just dominated i was excited that not a lot of people knew about him going into this year they might have forgot about him because of jendy but blake really um took off in a couple of the local combines so that that uh that secret is now gone but those are my five captains all right. Well, thanks for sharing. Um, you know, I've talked with you numerous times. I remember when you got the head coaching job for the Rovers, and now this is what your fifth season, Jake. This will be my fourth head coaching season. My my fifth total. I was the O line D line coach the first year, and then I took over uh, and actually hit that COVID season with my first coaching season. But yeah, uh, yeah, this will be my fourth year as a head coach. Well, with that being said, again, I know I've spoken with you and I know how proud you are of the program you're building down there. Could you tell us a little bit about and tell the listeners as well what you do as far as building a sense of community with your team? I know you've, you and I have talked at length, but if you could tell the listeners, because I, I think it's something that you, know, you need to share with them because you really are doing something special in Brockway with your team. Absolutely. I mean, we, we say there's the three main you know, core values of our program. It's the players, it's the pl- program, and it's Brockway. I mean, the community is always been behind the Rovers. And, you know, if we can give a little bit back to them, um, you know, I think that that, you know, earns a little respect and it's, it's you know, gets the kids involved in, in um, helping out. And, you know, we've done a number of different activities, but, uh, you know, most recently we did the, uh, the Challenger League. We were buddies for the Challenger League. And that was a really cool opportunity for our guys to interact with, you know, kids that um, they may never interact with and help out you know, someone that, um, you know, could use it and, and looks up to them. Uh, you know, it's, it's very easy for our guys to just focus on football. I mean, they would if they could all the time, but they need to understand that there is a, you know, life after football and branching yourself out into the community, you know, doesn't just might lead to a job, you know, but it also leads to uh, a little bit of a sense of, um, you know, belonging, you know, it used to be everybody was ready to move out of their area and get away. But 
when you're part of the Brockway community, you look forward to, you know, maybe going to college, but you know, I want them to want to come back. You know, we want them to be always part of the Brockway Rovers. No, I love that philosophy, Jake. Uh, we're talking to Jake Heigel, the head coach of the Brockway Rovers football team, getting you ready for the fall sports season. Um, Jake, I when I went to Brockway, uh, the philosophy from a football perspective on offense was basically three options. Option one was run the ball. Option two was <laughs> run the ball. And option three was run the ball. What kind of uh, philosophy do you have? You know, I played for my current offensive coordinator, Frankie Baraschetti, and I was lucky enough to play on a 12-1 and uh, district championship team. And Frankie brought the air raid, you know, offense, the spread offense to the area. And, um, you know, we've, Frankie went away for a little bit, and then when I came back and was able to get him back, we, we went right back to it um, because we, we had a quarterback coming up that we were very excited about, but we also had a number of wide receivers as well. It was, it was a pretty good fit right away. Uh, we scored a ton of points. We had a ton of yardage. But, you know, we've, we've somewhat, um, last year, if you watch us at the end of the year, you know, with a couple injuries to our wide receivers, we, we leaned on our running back a little bit and got a little more down to the ground game. But, um, you know, if you think of Brockway football now, it's very different than thinking of Brockway football back in 2005 under Ray Reckner and those guys. It's, it's, it looks quite different. It looks more like basketball on turf than it does, um, you know, A, A gap, B gap, you know, never C gap running the ball. And that's just like the NFL too, you know? Very, very much. Yes. It's, it's, it's totally morphed. It used to be, you know, it used to be trickle down from the NFL. I truly think it's more trickle up now. You see a lot of the colleges running the spread. You see a lot of NFL teams running the spread. Uh, and now everybody's adapting everything, putting a little spin onto their offense. I mean, you look at Coastal Carolina, and they run a spread triple option. So it's it's really changed over the last 10, 10 or so years. You know, Jake, you, you, obviously you have a football mind. You played college football at Clarion. Uh, you know, you're leading those guys. You know, I talk to some of the kids. I'll see them at the gym and stuff, and they have nothing but good things to say about you. But I, I'd imagine going into your first year coaching if several years ago, you were a little nervous. If there's something you could tell yourself uh, back then, if you could you know, rewind now, what would you tell yourself knowing what you know now as a head coach? It takes time. It takes time to build a program. I mean, it. You know, when I took over, um, I thought it was going to flip right away. We were coming off of a, a, you know, probably one of the worst seasons that Brockway had had in the last 10 years, and the program was starting to fall off. I think there were 16 total kids on the roster. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go in. We're going to get every player and, you know, every athlete, and you know, Duke or Brockway and Central out, and we're going to win every game. Well, I got a lot of them out. We didn't win a lot of games the first couple of years, so – um, if I could go back, I would say it takes time. But here's the thing. Everybody tells you it takes time until you get a little bit humbled. Uh, you don't realize that, you know, it t- you've got to get your roots in. You've got to get the, you know, junior high program going first. And they've got to learn your offense. So when they get to high school, they know it. You don't have to, you know, spend hours teaching it. it- it's just – and you got to get your roots in the community. And, yeah, I would definitely say um, – Take everybody's advice, which is, you know, don't that first couple of years, you, it takes it takes time. It, it's definitely a labor of love. Now, well, Jake, we got less than a minute here, but I see that you play the Beavers, I believe, on September 1st at home. What kind of atmosphere are you expecting for that with a close rivalry game and, and you know, between the communities? <laughs> you know, I, I had already 
told Dave, I'm, I'm all prepped on my coach talk here. So we play Kane week one. That is a rivalry <laughs> between Brockway and Kane over a long period of time. District championships have been won or lost because of that game. Right now we really have our guys focused on it. They're a talented team. They're well coached. I mean, Keaton Roundsville is taking over as their head coach. He was a Clarion football alumni as well. I know what kind of knowledge he has. Um, but I'm also not um, – I understand that the chatter has started for that Dubois game, and especially based off of how the game ended last year. I have a lot of respect for T.J. Wingard and, and what he uh, his values are. I know our guys and their guys are definitely going to be excited for it. It's going to be an awesome atmosphere. Uh, I've heard word that might be extra bleacher space brought in because they're it, they're it, if weather permits, it should be the most packed the stadium's ever been. Um, but we really have to get through that Kane game first. If you look past uh, anybody on our schedule, uh, you are at, at you know a high likelihood of not making the playoffs. I mean, I, I got our schedule that way for a reason. I wanted us battle-tested. We might be 500, but we're going to be in a bunch of games that will already have us prepared for the last two minutes of, of uh, playoff games. So, you know, we're, without looking past Kane, I'll say I'm very excited about Having Dubois uh, on our schedule, I think it's great for both communities, how close we are. And all these kids know each other. They all have each other on social media. It's going to be a very fun atmosphere. If you've got nothing going on, I would definitely make your way over to Frank Baraschetti Field. Hey, Jake, thanks so much for taking the time. We wish you the best this season. Hey, thanks, buddy. Thank you very much, guys. Take care. You too. Smith Timbering and Consultants are experts at tree management and are looking for an energetic, reliable individual to join their team. They currently have an excellent opportunity for a full-time forestry technician to buy, mark, and cruise standing timber. They offer competitive pay with bonus incentives, health incentives, health insurance, and company vehicle. Associate's degree or higher in forestry required. Please email your resume or questions to Wes at smithtimbering.com. That's Wes at smithtimbering.com. I'm Dolly McCluskey, Executive Director for the Free Medical Clinic of Dubois. Did you know that the Free Medical Clinic has a dental program that covers $1,500 per person per year? There are so many people suffering with dental issues that have no insurance, and that's where we come in. Whether it's cleanings, fillings, extractions, even dentures, we can help. Give us a call to see if you qualify or visit us on Facebook. We are here to help. The Free Medical Clinic of Dubois, West Long Avenue, and online at DuboisFreeClinic.org. Here we go again. The same old story. You ordered the part online. It's wrong when it arrives. The car is torn apart and then the fun begins. Trying to send it back. In the meantime, your wife is missing her hair appointment. The kids need to, you know the rest of the story. And you think you saved money. At Napa, we'll get it right the first time. Napa Know How is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer standards. Napa, better here to serve you, our customers. Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Brockway, Brookville, and Clymer. Now, let's go back to Under Review on Connect FM. Here again, Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing. Well, Dave, time flies when you're having fun. We had a lot of great guests, but it's time to get lost. What do you got this week? Hashtag get lost bootleg jerseys. Yeah, we were talking about Steelers training camp, and I swear every Yinzer 
I shouldn't say every Yinzer, but a lot of Yinzers have these bootleg jerseys that one, they don't look real, two, the spacing of the letters is all wrong, and they're the weird colors, so hashtag get lost bootleg jersey. All right, I disagree with you there, but that's all right. <laughs> we don't have a lot of time here, so I won't argue with you. Uh, my daughter gave me one this week. She said, get lost to the pirate stinking. I agree. That's great. Uh, my wife said, get lost to fall stuff coming out already. Decorations. The worst. And uh, for me, it's Eric Carlson not being a penguin yet. Get lost to that. We need him on the team. Got to have him. Come on. Hey, come on. Chris Zaber, let's go. Work some magic down Make there. Make it Pittsburgh. work. Hey, real quick, a remarkable story. How about DeMar Hamlin returning to the field and taking place in his padded practice? So that's awesome. So great to see. Did you miss any part of our show tonight? You can download the podcast the next day or go back and visit us on connectradio.fm. Find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at underreview.fm. Until next time, thanks for listening.